Welcome to the Lodges Podcast. I am your host, Juan Rodriguez. If you are new to the show, this is a podcast where we host streamers, pro esports players, business professionals, and others who are working in the gaming and esports industries. If you are a regular listener and you're listening on the day of release, you're probably noticing that this is not dropping on the usual Tuesday morning release schedule as all the other episodes have. This is, in fact, a bonus episode. Uh, so if you're listening on the day of release it's friday morning thank you guys for checking out the episode and hanging with us this morning we have with us an awesome guest we have bryce brown he's the director of esports at mamba sports academy it was a lot of fun and a pleasure to have him on the show um this is really the idea with this was to have someone on who works in the health and fitness part of the industry since so many of the professionals are working from home now and that might be new for some people so we dabble in that he talks about some things to help those who are maybe switching from to working remote for the first time and some things you can do to stay active and healthy both physically and mentally but we also just jump into his story like we would with every other episode Uh, we hear his background story we dive into his role at mamba sports academy Uh, We dive into what the Academy is and and all the things that are held there and what they're involved in, as well as, you know, talking about what they're doing to make a splash in the esports scene. So it's uh, a really fun episode. I think Bryce and I both had a lot of fun recording this. I think that you guys are going to have fun tuning in. And hopefully if, you know, you're working remote or stuck at home, uh, this adds a little bit of entertainment and happiness to your day. So I hope that you guys enjoy it. So without further ado, this is The Lodges Podcast up next. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Lodges Podcast. We're excited to have everybody with us. If you are a new listener, welcome to the show. I hope you guys enjoy this. For all of our recurring listeners, welcome back. We have episode 35, but a bonus episode dropping outside of our regular Tuesday morning episodes. And with us, we have Bryce Brown, who is the director of esports at Mamba Sports Academy, uh bryce what's up welcome to the show (laughs) hey man thanks for having me dude this is uh this is unreal never thought i'd be you know on a podcast talking about what i get to do for a living yeah definitely no it's it's a fun time um well like you and i were just chatting about if you want to kick it off and just let us know your background story three to five minutes you know who you are where you're from what you do all that jazz yeah man you know, I didn't, um, I, you said, you know, it's a Lodges podcast. And I was like, that reminds me of, of my, one of my last bases while I was in the Air Force. Uh, it's called the Lodges Air Force Base in Portugal. So that's one of the bases I was stationed at. Um, I was in the Air Force for about four years. Uh, I joined uh, two years after high school. I tried community college for a little bit. It wasn't for me. I wanted to make a bigger impact in the world. And I thought uh, joining the military was my, was my route. So I, I did that for four years. Had a blast, man. Got to travel the world. I got to visit. Oh, man. Freaking. I was 20, 26 when I got out. And I, I was in Spain, Germany, Portugal, uh, multiple states across the country. Um, it was just an unreal experience. Got to meet a lot of good people. And uh, But towards my, the end of my uh, – they were asking me to reenlist. And I'm like, you know what? Uh, I, I'm not I – don't, I don't think this is for me. What I, while, I, while I was in, I was a 
we called ourselves uh, glorified janitors, but it was a <laughs> they they fluff the titles a little bit when you get in. I was a structural engineer, you know, that's what they told me I was. And so I got in and uh, it built turns out I was building maintenance, which I, I learned how to build a building all the way from the concrete to the to the ceiling and putting the walls in. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. No. And then my favorite part was getting to Portugal and they're like, all right, Bryce, you're the new base locksmith. And I was like, oh, cool. I get to go to locksmith school. And they're like, nope. I was like, all right, well, I guess YouTube it is. So like, I learned how to, I learned how to break into cars, uh, buildings, all on YouTube. And people don't believe me. They're like, oh, you do this often? I'm like, no. This is why my phone is out, and I'm watching a YouTube video learning how to break into your lock. Like, you could have done this too. Why are you calling me? Um, yeah, I spent. I was, yeah, I was a blast. That was one year overseas in uh, Portugal doing that. And then I came back. So my last base was Vandenberg Air Force Base in California. Um, and then I wrapped up my time in there and I decided that I wanted to, um, what really, what really made me make this transition to the fitness industry was the fact that while I was in, man, I, I didn't take care of my body, um, as a gamer, my whole life and, and, and an athlete, uh, I didn't do enough of the athlete stuff. I didn't do the stretching. I didn't do the working out. I just played. I was just, I was just naturally athletic and I, I didn't, you know, I didn't u- t- utilize that to my fullest potential. Um, and so I, I, if, if I wasn't. In, in my practice or in a game, I was playing video games, sitting down in that chair. And I don't know if you played World of Warcraft, man, but classic WoW, dude. I had so many six, level 60 characters. I can't even tell you how many hours of my life I've been logged into a chair, <laughs> which I think is what caused most of my physical aches and pains uh, and mm-hmm. my, my imbalances that I've developed over these years in my body. Um, and so while I was in, I, I was seeking physical therapy. Uh, it was just... Uh, some uh, I'm sure some people have heard of the medical uh, portion of the military, and it's not always the best. There is very good portions of it, but I didn't have any luck meeting really solid people to help me out, and I just started taking matters into my own hands. And um, my my back problems got so bad, I was I was bedridden, and uh, for almost almost two months, I couldn't really move. I mean, oh, wow. it's good for a, good for a gamer because I just set up my 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 keyboard on my lap and I my <laughs> TV on my yeah it was it was a good little two months for me but I was tired of it and I started doing my own research and started learning about what was wrong with my body and how to fix it and I did that and I started being able to move again and getting back into the gym and and being healthy and my I, I was I was also like battling depression at the time so my mental health was declining and I've been in been in dark places and I was like I don't want to go down this path and so I started to address that and I realized that. Hey, I'm kind of good at this. Maybe, you know, I, I know there's a lot of other people in the Air Force that also have back problems. And so while I was in, I spent the last few months while I was in you know, helping my coworkers, showing them these little stretches, like just basic stretches that I did every day that got rid of my back pain. And these these guys are like, Bryce, you changed my life by showing me this one stretch. I'm like, wait, you never <laughs> you never stretched before? And then I was like, oh wait, neither did I. And so it showed me that this is much more needed in the world than than me being a, a locksmith or a, a glorified janitor. <laughs> Uh, so got out, uh, started to go to a college for a year, um, got my personal training certification, and I started interning at uh, what is now called Mamba Sports Academy, but it was originally Sports Academy, and it was a three months long, uh, very intensive internship, and they offered me a full time job while I was there, and I was I was like, wow, I'm I'm I think I was uh, twenty, and I got out when I was twenty four, sorry, so I was twenty six when I got offered that full time job. And I was like, there's no way I can pass up this opportunity. I'm, I'm young. Uh, I have a great opportunity to help a lot of people. And I knew they had, um, they just started getting a little bit, they had some computers upstairs. They didn't really know I was the esports guy yet, but um, 
I, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna make my way over into that. I I want to be running that. That's where I want to be. And uh, I took I took that job. I dropped out of college, so I don't have a college degree. I don't have um, any. The education that I have is all self taught or learned from my coworkers. Or I also learned with my clients and a lot of the, the. I do a lot of research. We have a physical therapy aid in our building as well, so I'm always in the PT area learning from them. Um, and then over these last few years, man, I've just been grinded in my career. I've been been learning about been learn, learn, learn about how to help people, how to help people move better. That's usually what I tell people I do. I teach people how to move better. Um, and because if you, if you look at it, like gamers, they don't move. And that's really what right. I try to do is now transitioning into this esports world is how can I help these gamers move? And literally, when I if I can get a gamer to stand up one time more than he normally does in between an eight hour gaming session, like. I feel like I've won. I feel like I've done what I needed to do. And it's starting that, that effect um, of, of helping this kid become more healthy. And that's usually, that's really what I want to do in the end is just promote health and wellness in the esports world. And, and that's where it puts me at today is uh, a couple of weeks ago, I hopped on LinkedIn and now it's just been going crazy, man. It's, it's <laughs> awesome. Right? That's, that's, that's where I am at now. Yeah, LinkedIn's awesome. It's a super powerful, super powerful platform. I'm a big fan. Always, always vouch for LinkedIn. What would you say? And and I was interested to hear about this for Mamba Sports Academy, which, like you said, started out as a traditional sports academy. When you got there, I don't know how much history or background or origin story you can tell on this. How did they or or why did they, I guess, is a better question, want to get into the esports scene? Because correct me if I'm wrong, they started as a traditional sports facility. Do you know what transitioned them or interest them to enter into the esports and gaming world? Um, you know, we had. Uh, I, I really think they were just in the beginning trying to fill a room upstairs. Um, and we had a guy who was, who, who was doing the esports work there. Um, unfortunately he doesn't work with us anymore, but, uh, we, we see the importance of, of how, I think back then they, they even saw that it was a sport, right? A lot of people don't look at esports as an actual sport. Um, mm-hmm. but we, we were as a sports Academy, we did see that. And, um, that's when we started with the the esports, and it was just all right. We need to make sure that we have a solid uh, foothold in in this industry, and we want to show people that you can become a better gamer by doing things other than gaming. You know, which is taking care of your physical and mental health, and that's um that's that's pretty much why we're we're doing this esports uh world while we're right. while we're in it. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. And I think it's definitely as other people in the industry, I think are talking about on a day to day basis. And it's becoming I think mental health is beginning every day to become a more normal conversation where I think, you know, five, 10 years ago, people kind of were nervous, I guess, to bring it up. But it's great to see that now it's more of a conversation that's being had. Um, what, last question before we kind of dive deeper into your role and some other details. For those who don't know, if you just wanted to share, you know, what is the Mamba mentality? And I don't know if you have any examples of how you see that in your guys like company culture or when you're working on it with clients or, or anything like that. I don't know if you just want to elaborate on that a little bit more for maybe someone who doesn't know. You know, uh, I was on a phone call with a client that was reaching out to us and she, she ever, everybody has their own opinion on what they, they think the mama mentality is, you know, there mm-hmm. is, he, he's written books and there, there is like an actual definition of the, the mama mentality. Um, and it, it, it's, it's like, a, I think it's like a, a ruthless pursuit to, to be the best at, at whatever you're, you're trying to be. And right. 
you know, the way that I look at it is, is just making sure you're doing everything you, you have in your capabilities uh, to, to follow your dreams or to, to get after it every day um, with being it, like just making sure you're a whole, we, we look at it like um, we call our athletes full circle athletes. So it's, it's making sure you're addressing every single aspect of the, of the athlete and not leaving anything out um, at, at the Mamba Academy. We, we work with a lot of professional athletes and when you work with those pros, they're already at the top of the game. So we're trying to squeeze out like one, two, if you got 5% of performance out of an athlete, a 5% increase, you are like an insane professional trainer. And so mm -hmm. we're, when you have to look at the Mamba mentality, it's making sure your, your recovery is on point, making sure your nutrition's on point, making sure your workouts are, are appropriate making sure you're not overloading the body, making sure you're taking care of your mental health. You practice, uh, meditation. We have yoga. Make sure you're doing like a breathing technique. Uh, we have an on-call clinical um, sports psychologist. So it's it's just we're giving people the opportunity to do what the pros do on a general population level. Um, and so it's just showing people that everybody can have this mentality if you if you want it. You just have to go get it. You have to go get after it. Every day you got to wake up and and like for me, I'm looking to the right of me. I got my vision board right here and I have my to-do list for the day. Every day I wake up, all right, I'm going to go kill the day. You know, it's, it's the first thing that I see. So that's how I look at, that's how I look at the mama mentality is to make sure every day you wake up and you go get after it and you don't, you don't quit. Like it, quitting is, is just not an option for, for Kobe. I, a lot of people talk about some of his, like his days in the gym where he's the first person in and the last person out, right? Mm -hmm. There's somebody else shooting hoops, but he's not gonna, he's not gonna quit shooting hoops till that guy goes home, even though he's four hours after he was supposed to leave. So it's right. just never, never quitting is really a good way to put the mama mentality. No, I love it. Absolutely love it. And, and I think you're right. I think a lot of people interpret it different ways. I think so many people from different industries, right, have applied that, whether they're in business, whether they're in sports, whether they're a student or whatever the case may be. So yeah, it's definitely interesting to hear about. Um, well, I know a lot of people tuning in might be, you know, we're all obviously all stuck in this coronavirus pandemic that's happening right now. So a lot more people working from home uh, remotely and, you know, gyms are closed, that whole sort of thing. You being in the position you're in, I thought obviously it might be a question that people would want to hear is what advice or tips or, or anything would you recommend to those people that are maybe transitioning from traditionally going into an office now they're at home they don't have access to their you know workout facilities or anything like that um you don't have to go anything like super long but anything you might recommend to someone like that that might be a simple like you're saying a simple just technique or something that might help them out yeah so i this is this is for example if you were to come to me and be like hey bryce i want to lose weight um the first thing that i i like have you ever heard the phrase about like the lowest hanging fruit yes yeah okay so right like if you go up to an apple tree and you see a beautiful apple eye level, and then you see the same looking apple at the top of the tree, you're not going to climb to the top of the tree to go get that one apple. You're going to get that one right there in front of you. And so I look at the lowest hanging fruit as being, because we're, we're stuck at home and we have opportunity. Some people are going to have more time on their hands so they can start to optimize these things in their life that most people don't. Um, my, my lowest hanging fruits that before I even start talking about working out is sleep, water intake, food intake, and, and breathing. Um, I don't know what, what you think the most, let me ask you this. What, what do you think the most important thing in life is, man, to you personally? Just like anything. I can pick anything. Yeah. What the first uh, thing pops in your head, family and loved ones, 1,000%, 1, 1, right. 100%, 100,000% he says. All right. So yeah. I believe breathing, I believe breathing is the most important thing in life, right? Okay. Because 
how, when's the last time you thought about breathing besides right now? Ooh, I'll, I'll be real honest and to be authentic on the podcast. So I, I have anxiety issues, actually. I, I've, okay. I've struggled with anxiety yeah. since yeah. Uh, since I was a kid. So I do think about breathing every now and then just because when I get panic attacks, like I, uh-huh. I, I think that's when I focus in on my breathing. But I'll I'm, I'll be honest, I'm bad about it when I'm not having anxiety. I, think I feel like my breathing patterns are really bad. I don't know if that sounds stupid or ignorant, no, but I feel like exactly I don't what breathe. It's called. <laughs> yeah. The poor, poor breathing mechanics are, I believe, one of the most leading causes of back pain, right? If we have if we're breathing with these secondary chest muscles, it causes upper body tightness, which then can lead to lack of mobility in the upper body, which will then lead to excess work in the lower body, trying to find that that room to gain more mobility, which is usually what causes back pain. Um, but the reason I talk about, yeah, it's, it's, it's actually blows people's minds when I just put them on their back, I have them breathe and they stand up, they're like, Bryce, where my back pain go? And I'm like, that'll be a hundred dollars. No, but the breathing is so important because man, we do this thing 20,000 times a day. And people stress more about their socks matching than they do about the most important thing in life to be alive, which is breathing. And Mm -hmm. the breathing controls our nervous system. The breathing helps regulate a lot of our functions in our body, right? It helps us either gain mobility or lose mobility. It helps us with having, if you're an athlete, it has you with more power. If you're aware of your breathing, it gives you better posture. Um, So these things that, this is why I talk about these, the, the lowest hanging fruit, right? Sleep, water, food, and breathing. Uh, just bringing your awareness to these things every day is is going to start playing like huge payoffs in the long run. And then once I talk to these people about that, okay, now we'll look at what we what can we be doing at home, right? There's um, options for your desk, right? You can do a standing desk. You can have some people have like treadmill desks. That's pretty intense. Um, I don't trust myself on that, but <laughs> um, especially if I'm like playing Fortnite or whatever, I, yeah. I can't do that. Um, there's, there's like, it's called half kneeling or tall kneeling position. You could be on, you could be taking one knee on like a, a, a pillow or a, a, a shirt rolled up or some, we have like foam pads at work. And so that could be, you could be stretching out your hip flexors instead of sitting and having your hip flexors be tightened. You can do a mm-hmm. tall kneeling stance, which forces you to have a more of awareness of your posture. Um, and then maybe even getting outside for some of these business meetings and business calls that people have. Uh, just getting sunlight alone, it, it pays huge dividends because as much as we look at our screens uh, all day long, the blue light is is not our best friend. Um, I, do you know anything about blue light? I have I have blue light glasses, but other cool. than that, I don't have Good. that much knowledge about what it actually does to our body. <laughs> so that that's something that I would recommend people get as well is just getting a pair of blue light blocking glasses um, and starting to wear them if they work a normal shift of the day and get off around five o'clock. Throw those babies on when you get home because. It, it, same thing in the morning. I try to avoid looking at my phone first thing because what blue light does to the brain, it tells it that, all right, it's like noon. It's one, two, maybe three in the afternoon. So dur- during the p- certain time of the day, the body's going to produce certain chemicals. So you can either stay awake longer or start going to sleep or wake up. Right. So when you throw blue light into your brain, because light, light affects our body in different ways that we don't know, just like a sunburn, right? Our body absorbs light and that's why we get sunburned. Um, and so the blue light changes our, our chemistry in our brain to tell us to wake up more. That's why we tell people that like the red screen on your phone, that takes the blue light out of there so it helps you sleep at night. Um, that's, that's something that's pretty big that you can do to you know, help with doing stuff at home. I, yeah. I like to always have my blue light blocking glasses on. Um, don't have them on right now, but it's at three o'clock, I'll probably throw them on. Um, <laughs> Another thing I tell people to do is to take breaks, man. Like if you're stuck at home, go get outside. If you can take a five or 10 minute break every, every hour, go for a walk, go stretching. If you have, if you know what foam rolling is, get on a foam roller, just get those, get some blood flowing through your body. 
because um, it, it pays pays off. If you were to have an eight hour workday and you were to take a 10 minute break every 50 minutes, you just worked out for 80 minutes, right? Or you, or you walked for 80 minutes or you stretched for 80 minutes. And people mm-hmm. think, oh, I can't stretch for an hour a day. No, if you break it up through the whole day, it's much more, it's easier to do. Um, and then the last thing is, is video calls instead of phone calls. Um, so you can really make that one-on-one connection with somebody and it can be a little bit more personal. Um, that, that's something that I like doing. Cause then you can see people's reactions. And then if you're trying to de- develop relationships with people, uh, that's at least my perspective. Um, because I like, I, I'm a personal guy. I, I do personal training and I'm always trying to look at people and cause I, I like to read the, the person, right? If I say right. something wrong, you can see in their face that you might've offended them or something like that. But over the phone, you might not be able to pick up that reaction from somebody. So those are just little things that I would do at home over all this time. If we're stuck inside, which try to get outside if you can. Yeah. Well, those are all amazing. And I think definitely some stuff I can apply. I think a lot of us can apply <laughs> during this time. Um, no, it's funny. You mentioned the video calling. I don't know if you've seen, this is just a random sidetrack note, but so zoom, they, I had a call this morning on zoom and apparently they're limiting people to 40 minute calls because I guess there's so much demand to use zoom right now. Um, and, and for those of you guys aren't familiar, it's just a video conference call, like application and platform. Uh, so I thought that was crazy, but uh, to your point, I think that's awesome though. Cause it looks like a lot of people then are at least hopefully, you know, trying to have those face-to-face interactions. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's good. I think discord upped the amount of people you can have in channels. Um, during all this going on, I think I saw something like that. Maybe I'm okay. wrong, but yeah. Nice. Well, okay, cool. So there you go. For everyone that's listening at home, you know, and that's something that we'll kind of highlight uh, when we post this episode is for, you know, that you guys looking for that kind of information. Um, all right, Bryce, to hop more towards, you know, what you do with with the Academy. Um, but I guess, first off, let's just kick it off here. What What does your day-to-day look like? What does your role specifically entail? You know, all those sorts of things. Let me let me paint the picture of what Mamba Sports Academy is, um, because walking into this building is uh, a life changing experience for some people. And the first day I walked in this building, I knew I was in the right place. Um, It's a hundred thousand square foot training facility. We have two indoor sand volleyball courts, five basketball courts, uh, a turf soccer field, a 40 yard Mondo track, a 40 yard turf track. We have a second floor with I think now it's almost, I think it's, it's going to be three big jujitsu rooms. We have um, a 30 gaming computers upstairs. We have a physical therapy lo- uh, lounge downstairs, or not physical th- lounge, but a physical therapy office downstairs, as well as a recovery room and like a smoothie bar. So this building, my, my job, it, it, like I said, it, we were making sure we're addressing every single aspect of, of fitness and health and wellness. And so my day-to-day job is making sure that, well, I have to split my work between being a sports performance coach um, and uh, esports, the director of esports. So normally, I I have roughly between four and six clients a day. I do a lot of mainly private training, one-on-one training. We do have group classes that we offer to people, and we do have a membership that people can um, purchase. It's not like the membership where you come in and just work out however you want. You have to come in and sign into a class. It's it might be a weightlifting class, it might be hit a hit class or a an MRT class, which is metabolic res- resistance training. Um, we also offer like youth classes. And the reason I'm, I'm giving painting the picture for everything is like, I do all of this. If, if I don't have four private clients a day and they need me to, to cover one of the classes, I'm all over that. Cause I love getting to work with groups of people. And because uh, sometimes you, maybe I'm working with 10 people, but I really look at the person and I might see somebody just like 
uh, like like lean and kind of stretch their back a little bit. And it, whenever I see anybody work with their back, I'm like, hey, man, what's going on in there? Because I've been there. I've been bedridden for months with back problems. And if I can show somebody two stretches or a breathing technique that can get rid of their back pain and change their life, like that that makes my I, my, my day is, is amazing. My life is I love my job. If you can't tell, like I'm pretty freaking <laughs> enthusiastic about what I do. It's so much fun. I literally just get to help people all day long uh, move better is, is what I what I call it in the end of the day. So that's what I do uh, is downstairs, right, in the, in the gym, in the sports performance area. Upstairs, um, I'm starting to get into the streaming industry. I'm trying to stream more. I'm trying to be out there and show people that, hey, yo, I'm a gamer. I'm a sports performance coach as well. Please come to my stream and, and ask me questions. I, I come across I, – I have, I have no shame. on I'll, I do a Fortnite. I'm like, hey, guys, I'm streaming right now. Feel free to come in and and uh, ask me any questions on health and wellness. If you want to learn about working out, gaining muscle, let me know. And then people are like, oh, wait, you're a coach? And then in the game, sometimes they start asking me questions. And I start talking to them and giving them these answers that they might have to go pay 100, 200 bucks to go find a coach to get the answers for. And I'm always willing to give out this information, especially when I'm streaming. I'm just playing video games. Like, of course, I'll help you out. No big deal. Um, I try to stream for a couple hours a day while I'm at work. And then... One of my favorite things that we've been doing recently at Mamba Sports Academy is we've developed um, some apps to do cognitive training. So we, um, all right, so you work out? Yes, yeah, yeah. All right, so what happens when you add more weight to the barbell or to an exercise while you're moving it? Oh man, it gets tougher. It gets heavier, okay, so, and then what happens if you take it off? Uh, Lighter and you kind of throw it a little bit almost. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly, right, it gets easier. It's less stress on the body. We've we've developed a way to uh, train the brain in this in a very similar pattern where we can load the brain with different types of load. For example, me talking right now is an audio load. Uh, if somebody were to walk by in front of you, that's a visual load. That's you being distracted from the conversation. And on the app that we've developed, it's called Mamba Cognition. It'll be out soon. Um, but we can load the brain and then increase the intensity. Um, we it's, it's like reaction time, decision making. Uh, memory, and then other cognitive abilities, and we can load them and train them. So your brain has to work at a higher level, just like you're building it's because it's, your brain is muscle, right? You got you mm-hmm. got to work it out, or I think it's an organ. But, uh, you know, you got it, you got to train it, because you got to make sure that there's those 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 pathways in the brain that are staying healthy and, and firing properly. And then once you're done training it, you take that load off. And then, like, I swear, man, I've been doing the cognitive training for a little while. I go play Fortnite. I feel like Fortnite's slowing down to me. I feel like even though it's like a tenth of it's even though it's like a tenth of a second, I can make a better decision and I can process what's happening a little bit better for me at least. Uh, I'm not a pro by any mm-hmm. means, um, but it, I, I feel like my brain has has the capabilities of processing better, processing things better and faster when I when the load is not there anymore because the load it gets pretty intense. Uh, my favorite stuff that I get to do with the cognitive training is working with uh, pro teams. We have the Rams in there. We have when guys are are prepping for the NFL combine, they come in, they do the cognitive training. And I mean, my esports kids get pretty hyped about it. I've never seen anybody more than NFL athletes get insane about this game because it's a new way that they can compete and they can show other people that, that they're better than you, right? I'm better than you at, at a brain game. And that's a two NFL athletes like arguing over who's faster reaction time. And now we have <laughs> ways to show it. The rooms get so hype. It, it's hilarious. And then some days they'll do it for like 30 minutes or an hour. And then they're physically exhausted, right? Mentally and physically exhausted because of how much, how demanding it is on the brain. 
And so then that's it for the day on that one. They're not going to go back and continue to do that because essentially it's like working under diminishing returns. Like if you just keep, if I were to have you do five to five sets of bench press, okay, you might five, five sets, 10 reps. You can get through that most likely. Yeah. What about a 10 by 10? What about a 15 by 10, right? That's where yeah. you start getting, you're just getting dead. You can't keep up. And another reason I'm bringing that up is we show gamers the same thing. I'll get in in the morning. I'll play some games. I'll do my, I'll do my, I'll do my assessment on my on the the cognition app. I'll play some video games. I'll go do the assessment again. And if my numbers are like 20, 30, 40% lower, I need to stop playing video games because I'm essentially training my brain in a slower uh, like slower patterns. I'm teaching it slower patterns and that's what you don't want to do. You're getting more bang for your buck. You can train, you can play video games less and get more out of it essentially is what is one of is one of the things that we do. And then the last thing is We've been, I've been, man, I, I can't believe I was flown out to Atlanta, Georgia to work with Access Replay and I, and we had, they had us do their health and wellness portion of their esports bootcamp. Like mm-hmm. I was out there showing kids how to, how to work out, how to move well. And then my partner Steele was out there running the cognition app. And so it's a fitness company in, in a, in a video game company, right? We're combining showing the world that, all right, guys, let's get you out of those chairs and we're actually going to make you a better video game player. And so one of my favorite things was day one, I talked about breathing because obviously I think it's the most important thing in life. Day two, kid comes back. He says, Bryce, I played so good yesterday because of you. I was like, what do you mean, bro? He's like, well, I, I, I was focusing on my breathing more. I noticed I was holding my breath in, in team fights. Ooh, yep. Yes, yes, yep. right? It's, I was like, no way. He's like, dude, I won way more games yesterday because of that. I carried my team more often. I was like, whoa. And I don't realize sometimes how much of an impact what I say has on people. And it just like when they come back and tell me something like three or six months later, Bryce, you changed my life. I'm like, oh, my God, man. I, I don't even remember telling them these things. And they're coming back to me like a whole new person. I'm like, this is amazing, man. Yeah, that just what that kid said to you just clicked with me so hard yep. because there have been so many. Yep. Uh, and I'm not even like a pro player. I'm just saying casually that I've been playing like Fortnite and it gets to that end battle or you got like two or three teams on you. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that at the end of the fight, the fight will end. And all of a sudden I take like. Huge <gasps> gasp of it. And I'm like, was I just not breathing for like 30 seconds right there? And I'm like, that cannot be healthy. I've been, I've been, uh, you ever heard of, have you ever heard of, or the aura ring? What was the first one? I'm sorry. Whoop, W H O O P. Their recovery, uh-huh. their recovering tracking devices, as well as like workout tracking devices. Mine's a watch. I wear, I have okay. the whoop watch. And okay. they've been adding a lot of parameters into these and different things to, uh, to, to, to track. And they added gaming into it. So now I can watch my heart rate while I'm gaming. And I can, and it, it records it over the entire time while I'm gaming. And I can see when my heart rate's spiking. And if I want to go back to my stream, I could be like, oh, yep, that was a team fight. And my heart rate spiked during this time. And so Man. I need to make sure that I am, well, the heart rate spikes for a reason, right? So our, our brain can work faster. So there's reasons right. for certain things, but we don't want to be holding our breath. And because if because some team fights are long, you know, and you can hold to only hold your breath for so long. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that breathing, that's another reason why breathing is so important, you know. Man, okay, that's so interesting. Yeah, and I think this is a great conversation to have because I think that many times, and, you know, I think this is, we're all a victim of this. I think a lot of times we headline read. I think all as, as humans, we headline read. And I never actually had someone break into me how, um, or I've read a little bit, but I think breaking down, like, little things like that as to how 
that can help a pro player compete at a higher level. Um, I'm, I'm just a big fan of having more conversations around that and getting more content out around that. Um, because I think that, and I don't know, I'd love to hear your take on it. What is your, when you're working with, whether they be a streamer or maybe a pro player, and I don't know what your guys' experience is, what is their reception to that? Like, are they about it? Is it something they're like, yeah, I've been doing things like that or, or what's their initial or how do they interpret it? I guess. So one of the, um, my one of the guys he, he used to live out here um his name's Atta- or it's his name's dylan but it is uh his call of duty name is attach uh, most people he's he's a famous really really crazy call of duty player uh he came in to us the other day and or not the other day a couple a couple months ago and i was training him for about two weeks and then he got picked up on new york and he dipped out and i was like oh no but he's out there playing pro over in new york which is crazy yeah but he, he was already kind of on that health and wellness band right or the wagon he, he he's he's taking care of his body He's very receptive to all the information I was giving him. He went, he was absorbing it like a sponge and every little thing that you can give these athletes, like I was saying, especially with the pros, you're not, you're not giving them 10% in performance increase, 20%, 30%. Like my, my younger athletes, I can double their performance. I can triple their performance in, in a year. Um, but when the, when you're working with pros, you're squeezing percentages out of them. And when they start realizing that they're, they, they have to be open-minded to doing everything that they can to uh, to get the upper edge. And that, that comes down to, you know, I talk, I ask him, uh, do you meditate? Do you have any breathing practices? Uh, how often are you taking yoga? Uh, what's your nutrition look like? And then it's just showing them, it's like, hey, man, there's a lot more to gaming than just gaming. And he, he realized this, but let's go to the other end of the spectrum. Um, I don't know if you know this, but the Army has an esports team. Uh, it's like a collegiate level team. And they came in. And it, I, I had flashbacks of me being in the military, drinking uh, Mountain Dew and, and eating pizza. And <laughs> I saw they came in and I was like, yep, that's me five years ago or what, four years ago. That's uh, hilarious. The crazy thing was like one kid, he couldn't finish the workouts because his back pain was so bad. And me and him are in contact a lot because he's been working on in, in getting gaining more mobility and fixing his back problems. Mm-hmm. The ones that are usually in pain are a lot more receptive to what I have to tell them because there's something that's affecting their entire life it's not just gaming it's their entire life but the ones that aren't in pain uh the, the i'm not saying the army wasn't receptive to what i was telling them because most of them were but i have had some teams and players come in on the pro level that and and the non-pro level that just doesn't want to listen to what i have to say even mm-hmm. though i am a, i'm a professional at, at my in my my, my industry um it, it's just unfortunate and i can't force you can you can what is it you can show you can lead the water to the horse but you can't make a drink Right. right. So I, I, I have a really good way with uh, getting through to the kids and youth because I think I think my energy and, and uh, that I, that I emit and how much enthusiasm I have towards this. If I was like some, uh, you know, 40 year old overweight dude that that lived with his mom, I don't think these kids, these kids are going to want to listen to me at all. So I, I'm, the, I'm a good example of. All right. You take care of your body. You're healthy. You can be a better gamer. And they want to listen to somebody who's done all these things, who's who's been a gamer. Who and some of the kids, they're not all just gamers. Um, especially at Access Replay, there were a lot of kids that were on on a very high level um, sport teams, just like I was growing up. And so it's yeah. good to see that you know we got very athletic kids still in the in the esports world, uh, balancing their life appropriately. Um, I think I got off topic a little bit there, but no, you're no worries. Yeah, yeah, I do that a lot. Um, it's just it's. <laughs> It's it's hard sometimes to get through to these people on what I have to tell them, but I would say eighty percent of the time 
maybe even higher, like 90 people are, are like a sponge and they absorb this information. It may, they, they may not, they might not go implement it into their life, but they at least listen and they take, take it into consideration. Um, cause it does change them. It changed my life. And that's usually what I tell them, man, this, this should change my life. Like, I think you can also change your life too, if you, if they need change. Right. 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 No. And, and I think as, as time continues to move on, you know, and you have, and you as well as just other professionals in the space that are doing this, I think as you know, all this continues to go forward in the next coming years and more conversations are had around it, more education's built around it. I think obviously it'll just continue to become more accepted and maybe more easily, uh, you know, people easily will talk about it a little bit more, I guess. Yeah. Um, but no, that's interesting to hear about something, something else I want to ask you is, and you mentioned it, right? You went out to access replay and you helped lead them. And for anyone that's listening, I think most people listening would know, but if you're listening, you don't know, it's, it's a high performance land center in Atlanta, Georgia. So they have, I don't know how many gaming oh, PCs bro, 30 you know off the top of your head. I yeah. would say 30 computers. And then they have like 10 Xbox, 10 PS4s. They got like a, the old school DDR machine back in the back. Like they got yeah. VR as well. It's dope. It's cool, man. Yeah, it's an incredible facility. Um, so for anyone listening, don't know that's what Access is. But Bryce, what I would ask you is, you you've done an event with them. Is that something that you guys are trying to become like an industry leader in? Like, is that something you guys are going out around other parts of the country and doing oh, with yeah. other facilities? Or I guess what importance do you see on not only just um, providing services like this for people at the professional level, but also you know younger or amateur level players? uh that's that we definitely are um my summer is booked i'm gonna be in probably uh, it, it was looking like at least 10 different states um we're going out there at different different summer camps um or at least having having people from out there come to us so we can train them on what we do mm-hmm. um and so it again like i never thought in a million years i'd be on a podcast talking about my job let alone now people are coming to me to learn how to do my job. Like, cause they, they want, they see the importance of it and they want to make the impact and the change. Um, I'll be out in, in Atlanta, I think for two months this summer, actually helping them run They're They're having, they have six locations going on for boot camps this summer, dude. They are That's killing awesome. it. They are killing it. And I'll be, I'll have essentially six coaches underneath me and I'll just be uh, migrating around to the different facilities, making sure everybody's getting taken care of and, and the coaches are teaching the right curriculum. Um, cause I've developed a physical, uh, esports curriculum. I like to call it, um, it's not just for esports, but it, it, it's, it's like a general population, the people that do a lot of sitting and it's just to counter all that. It's just stretching and corrective exercises and strengthening stuff and teaching kids that, Hey, uh, it's not just, it's not just, don't just like squat all willy nilly, right? Let's, let's actually bring awareness. Let's make that mind body connection to what we're doing and bring, um, uh, what's the word I like to use? intentions right set your intentions on what you're mm-hmm. trying to achieve and if i'm trying to do a hip bridge that means i want to activate my glutes and my core so you need to make that mind body connection um but that's what we're doing over across the country and um we have a few pro teams that i think we work with we have their we have our cognition in there we're working with them with the cognition mm-hmm. um another thing that we do is uh, what was it bank of america i can't remember i actually i can't remember what what company it was but they had some meetings with us. Um, they use one of our, we have a bullpen and they use our bullpen for meetings. And we offered our cognition lab before their meeting so they can prime their brain. That's what we call it. It's, 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 it's like 15, 30 minutes of priming your brain. It's just like if I were to have you work out, how do you feel after a workout? Not like, not like a crazy workout. Let's just say like, how do you feel like 15, 20 minutes into a workout? 
I, honestly, I think that's when I'm like at my peak of of sweating and and fe- I don't know, feeling good. I guess I, yep. I I think my heart rate is up at that point, and I'm feeling yep. nice about it. And then it, I have to maintain a little bit of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, oh, I can't think of the word, but. I have to maintain that energy. I have a hard time once I reach that peak maintaining that energy because mm-hmm. yeah, I think I cool down too fast once I once I reach that peak. Yeah. So when we we call it priming or you could call it peaking, um, and we'll have these normal normal folks, right? Mo- the last group I had was in there. They were probably uh, there was sixteen of them, and they were all husbands and wives and parents, and maybe not all of them had kids, but thirty to forty five, even like fifty or sixty year olds in there. And we had them playing on the iPads and they get in there. They're like, what the hell am I doing in here? This is, this is a video game. What, what are you, you gotta be kidding me. And then I start talking they're like, wait, who's this kid? Like this kid is, is way too much energy. All right, let's, let's, let's try to listen to him. And then I explain what we're doing. They start getting involved. They do a practice round and I'm like, all right, now the competition starts. And they're like, wait, what competition? And then that's when everybody starts to lock in. Oh man, I wish I had some of this on video because the energy in these, in the, it's just a little like, 15 by 20 room that we have with eight iPads on the wall. It's our cognition lab and the energy in this room. Sometimes man, people walk by and poke their head in uh, and just cause where everybody's like screaming and yelling and cheering and it is so much fun. And so they go like, imagine, I don't know what you, what your job's been your whole life, but if you've ever been at a boring business meeting and you're mm-hmm. just, just dragging on and you're like, God. And, but imagine if you go into a business meeting like that, following a super probably the most fun part of your day where your brain's all super ready to go all these connections and these neural pathways in your brain have are firing uh you're gonna think better you're gonna have better decision making uh you're gonna have better memories you'll be able to recall things better and then you go into a business meeting with that kind of mentality like you're gonna get way more out of it that hour-long business meeting might get done in 30 minutes with twice as much productivity Right. And so, so it seems like for you guys, the cognition thing is, is big, right? And you guys are, are kind of Huge. doubling down on that. Huge. Yeah. We also have the, we have the cognition, which is uh, the, the reaction time one. And then the one that is available to the public right now is called Mamba Rise. And that one's like sports specific. So if you wanted to have a team, for example, um, like a football team, you got to get like 22 kids on a field to practice routes and stuff like that, which is unrealistic uh, to do whenever you want. But you, the brain doesn't know the difference between a picture and reality. And so we'll pull up a picture or a video, a quick little one-second video of a route, and then you got to pick what's right. you got to pick the best option. So the brain, if it, when, it, when it's there in real life, when you're physically there, oh, I've already done this. And even if you make a tenth of a second decision faster, that's huge in, in any sport and in video games. That's what we're trying to, again, like percentages of what we're trying to get out of these athletes. Yeah, and I'm interested. This is a question I want to ask you. Um, cause I know when I was young, so I played basketball all my life, played uh-huh. at a fairly high level in high school. Um, and something I think I always struggled with as a player and, and I'm interested to see how this might core correlate with, you know, a pro player in the esports scene is, do you, I don't know. I struggled with understanding how important the mental side of competitions were. I think that I had a little bit of natural athleticism and that work ethic was there, but mentally, I think I've always kind of disregarded it. Do you guys face that that border when you're talking with a younger uh pro esports player and and the the mental side might not be there yet or they don't fully understand it yet you know that's that's kind of what i've been really diving into more um on the learning aspect for myself so i can help somebody in need on those 
uh, if, gotcha. whether they have like sports anxiety or or they're they just make bad decisions under under stress but they're they're their testing numbers are astronomical. Like they're super good testing numbers, but under mm-hmm. pressure, they, they collapse. And that's something that we, we use. We have an on-site sports psychologist, uh, or sorry, on-call sports psychologist. So if we do need, if we do think it's necessary enough, we can always connect them and then they can start diving into techniques and training that they can do to help with those. We'll just call it like mental anxiety or just we'll call it anxiety in general because usually that's what it is it doesn't have to be a severe case but yeah it's, it's just stress right the brain doesn't like being uncomfortable and it'll shut down if it, if it thinks that's what it says is the right thing to do um but recently i have been having a lot of people in the building talk about they, they call me the the they, well they call me breathing bryce and then they also call me the mindset coach and i'm like <laughs> oh like like I'm not a mindset coach, but I will give you anything that I've learned. I can, I can only teach you what I know, right? I'm not going to pretend like I don't know anything because I could, I could ruin somebody's career if I give them bad information. And that's just not me, man. Like I've been given a lot of bad info in my life and uh, it's, it's been unfortunate what the circumstances were from that bad information. Like, I don't want anybody to have to experience those kind of things. Um, I'm always, I'm always reaching out to other people to learn more information, to connect people, to, to make sure that. Because if I'm not the right guy, I'm gonna I'm gonna connect you to the right person. Because that that shows that I gain trust with my client, and then they'll come back to me when they do need something from me, or they'll refer somebody to me when they know it's my specialty. Um, the mental side of of training is is a whole whole another ball game out outside of the cognition, outside of like the actual like we'll call it weightlifting for the brain, the the mm-hmm. cognition app we have. That's a whole another thing, and I I we'll, we'll call it mental health. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll transition into mental health because that's what it is. Uh, making sure your brain is 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 not chemically imbalanced is making sure that your brain is healthy or your mind is healthy, uh, which I think is is like you were saying is not looked at enough in esports or in, in gaming in sports in general, not just yeah. esports. And, and, and you know what? Let's just say in the whole world in general, because a lot of people disconnect that mind and body, which is unfortunate. Right, right. And I think especially at a younger age, because you don't, I don't know, I think at a younger age, trying to, especially if you've got a a little bit of swagger, you're trying to compete at a high level, I think you think (laughs) mentally and you're like, nah, like, I don't, I don't need the mental side of it. Like, I'm just going to put in the work and, and the results will show. But I've grown to lo- to know that. So I'm just talking from personal experiences. Um, So I'll be interested to see, you know, how that conversation goes or what things can be done for for young pro players because the reality is that a lot of these a lot of these people are younger when they step into it so i think that it's definitely an area that needs you know help there and it's, it's not just in esports it's in it's in regular sports too uh mm-hmm. the we're getting younger and younger athletes being at an insanely high level because of the i think because of the internet and once you see somebody else do something that puts it into your mind that it's capable of doing right? That somebody's done it, I can do it now, or I can do it better than that. And then they have all these skills online to just learn more, more things. Um, it's just, it's just crazy how fast we're progressing in, in sports in general. Uh, and making sure that we're staying on top of the mental health is, is really important. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm loving all the conversations being had. Um, well, we'll start to wind things down here. I know we only have a couple of minutes left here. Um, before we wrap it up, is there anything that I, I didn't bring up or, or a topic or a conversation you think is really important or something you want to mention to the listeners? Yeah. Uh, let's just dive back right into that mental health. We were just talking about, man, I got, I got some notes here and like the negatives and positive, uh, in gaming, um, the, some stuff that can cause poor mental health 
is, is lack of sunlight, overexposure to, to blue light, which will mess up your sleep cycle, uh, lack of physical movement, which which will physical movement reduces or physical movement will allow your brain to reduce like feel good chemicals and that'll make you happier and healthier. Um, and then there's also that lack of connection sometimes in the in the online esports world sometimes like keywords sometimes uh, where people don't feel like they're in a community and um, there's also kids raging right the you got the flamers and the ragers <laughs> that's that's not healthy that's not a healthy habit to start to develop and we have some of them up at Mamba and I, I have to go have a talk with these kids uh, and I have to sit them down and I've had kids try to break our keyboards and I'm like Are you gonna pay for that dude <laughs> um, yeah you're not at home. <laughs> Yeah, I know. And then, and then like the last thing is like cyberbullying, right? That's something that people mm -hmm. do experience a lot of online, um, on social media and stuff like that. But those are the negatives. And, but the positives of gaming is even though I said sometimes the community is a negative, like the lack of community, but there's also a community that like one of my best friends, I met him 14 years ago on world of Warcraft. Well, I've never met him, but we met in wow. I've never met him before in my life, and we still talk to this day, right? I met, I made a best friend almost. Uh, I, I would consider him one of my best friends, and it's just through gaming. So you can make these this community and these connections. Uh, the you learn how to work as a team as well, as well as there's hard work with a purpose, right? If you're trying to get better at a game, like in Fortnite, people go to creative mode and they grind out on Fortnite and creative mode to get better at their game. So they're they're yeah. working hard to reach a goal, as well as there's scholarships out there right now for for gamers. Like that's insane. There's full ride scholarships full ride scholarships any parents listening right now full ride scholarships for your kids playing video games don't tell them that gaming will not get them into college like it, it'll pay for it for you guys um and then the competition aspect i think is super healthy um being competitive making sure that it, you got to walk that fine line but making sure you you do care about something you are putting in the effort and the time and you know, maybe using the mamba mentality to get to get there uh, and then it's, uh, I've been seeing some ads on Twitch. I don't know if you've seen them, but it's with the LBGTQ community uh, and the moderators and how they're giving these people uh, a safe place to, to be and to be themselves. And that's just, that's just so amazing what esports has done over these last few years and how many leaps and bounds it, it's, it's doing just in the last, like, we'll just say like three years, bro. Imagine what it's going to be like in 10, right? Mm -hmm. Imagine where it's going to be in 10 years. Yeah. And I think the, the, the great thing about gaming and, and I see the similarity in sports as well, too, is I think those are both two places where uh, acceptance is just you see it better than other parts of the world, I guess. Right. Like, I, I think when you're competing, like, let's just use basketball, for example, I think when you're competing on a basketball court, um, you're not really worried about others appearance or anything like that. You're just out there to compete, to have a good time um and and to connect with people and i think it's so similar in gaming right like if i hop into an online pub in call of duty i don't know who the other person is on the other side of the microphone but they're my random teammate for that game and we're gonna yep. figure it out together real quick yep. and i think that's such a, a simple example but i think a lot of the times when people want to shed negative light on what video games might do i think we forget simple things like that that really essentially other than playing sports i i don't really know many other scenarios where you just randomly meet somebody really quickly and within seconds you got to work together to you know w win that game and, and hope you do yep. um so no it's really cool and, and to your point on the parents thing to follow that up as well 
uh, and I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on this real quick, but someone, Todd Harris, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but like a month ago, he posted a really great example where, you know, when you're pulling your kid off of a video game and it's time for dinner, think of it the same way as if like, would you randomly just during a basketball practice, yank your kid out of practice? Uh, Cause it's, it's just dinner time, right? Or it's just the time to happen. And you got to give them that time to finish the game. Cause it is for a lot of kids growing up, especially now where it's more accepted that space where they can connect with their friends, where they mm-hmm. need to have that time. Um, so anyways, I thought that was a great example, but no, that's actually a really good thing to bring up. Um, I think it's important cause man, I was a hundred percent. I was addicted to wow. I would stay up late. I would lie to my parents. My parents had to lock the internet, man. Actually, you know, when I, when I first learned how to be a locksmith was when I, I broke into, I, I learned how to pick locks to get into the internet. I was like 12 years old, 14 years old, breaking into the internet box, man. Like, That's hilarious. It's, it's, a, it's a problem. There, there is a serious problem with, with my, it wasn't addressed. I mean, like what, 10, 15 right. years ago, it wasn't as aware. It's like, oh, this kid's just gaming. And like, then they realized I had a problem. So they had to lock me up or take my TV away or, or take my computer. Um, but it's, it's having that conversation with your, your with your kid and setting boundaries. Okay, if you want to take this seriously, um, we're, we're trying, we're, uh, a lot of schools are doing this. They're creating esports clubs, right? And it's esports teams where you have practice, you have team meetings, you have games, you have scrimmages, and all that is on a time schedule, right? It's, it's about scheduling the appropriate time to, right. to make sure you're getting everything done in the day you're supposed to do. Not just me gaming. Dude, I would game for, I probably have four years of my life in a chair playing video games i'm 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 probably rounding down so people think i'm not too crazy but like but other people <laughs> do that too it people it's, it's common, yeah. they know yeah four years of your life in a video game like i i've typed slash played in world of warcraft one of my characters had a, a, a year on it a year and that's just not of having that account it's a year of playtime on that one character which is crazy when you actually like break it down like you were just saying yep yep it's crazy no, definitely. I think, you know, where it's coronavirus, so everyone's posting things on social media. Someone posted, you know, a Game Boy Advance with the backlight that you used to be able to plug in to, to light oh, up the Game Boy. Yes. I can't Ooh. remember. I can't tell you how many nights and I and I tweeted it back. I can't tell you how many nights I spent as a as a younger kid staying uh, up till three, four in the morning with the blankets but, over your head. Yep. Right? So your parents didn't know you're playing. Dude, exactly. Yep, done it. We're all done I it. think we're all victims of it in this area. <laughs> so oh, without a doubt. Um but that's great, and I know we keep going on on side side tracks here. But I can probably um, talk to you for another two hours, but I don't think people want to listen to us talk for that long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> but um, anyways, well, I think that's a good place, and I know we're getting short here on time to to kind of wrap things up. I I just want to thank you for coming on here. I think these are all important conversation to have. We we yet to have someone come on the podcast and share all this. Um, what is the best place for everybody listening for them to connect with you on social media or follow your content? All right. So, um, on my Instagram, uh, my Instagram is esports underscore performance. That's just esports and then underscore performance. Um, on Twitch, I'm the goodest boy 10, uh, that my dog is the goodest girl. So by association, that makes me the goodest boy. And that's G O D E S T B O I one zero. Nice. There you go. And for anyone listening, we'll take those links. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we'll post them in the show notes so you guys can go straight to his profile and check out his stuff. Um, Bryce, seriously, appreciate it again. Thank you for coming on. Yo, man, it's a pleasure. Hopefully I get to meet you one day, brother. I know we will. Definitely. Yeah. Our paths will definitely cross. 
I definitely, I hope so. Um, I've been telling everyone this comes on. I got to find a time to to go around and meet all the guests on the show. Some of them I had had the chance to meet, but I want to connect with other ones. So, um, well, to all the listeners, if you guys, like I said, if you're new to the show, hope you guys enjoyed this. To all of our returning listeners, thank you guys again for checking it out. Um, and we'll catch you next week for another episode of The Lodges Podcast. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and leave us a five-star rating if you've enjoyed this. You can find out more about Lodges by searching on Instagram at Lodges underscore financial, on Twitter at Lodges, on eFuse at Lodges, and on LinkedIn by searching for my name, Juan Rodriguez, J-U-A-N. Following on socials is the best way to be kept up to date with podcast updates and information. Thanks, and you were just listening to The Lodges Podcast.